we've all seen the LinkedIn posts. Every company should be a media company. And I think it looks different for everyone. But I think one of the most amazing parts is that in today's episode, we have our good friend Carly Baker. She used to be the liaison between us and the HubSpot Podcast Network, but now she's actually working with HubSpot Originals. It's like business crack. It's not enough just to have Seth Godin on your show when yeah. Seth Godin has been on a thousand other shows, right? Yeah. As she came to Content is Profit to share with you all the growth strategies that they're using nowadays to grow their own personal show. A really big focus of mine is developing a really strong earned strategy. How can we make this a partnership so that we can work together to amplify this content? You have a massive value today if you look at the things that you are already doing. I really think that it's like the new age of specialized and niche creators. Make sure you get pen and paper because we're diving deep. Let's go. We've got some hey, fresh new I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. You and you're listening before. to the Content One, is Profit two, Podcast. Three, Guys, welcome back to Contents Profit. Today, I'm excited because, you know, this person has been on the show before. Every time she comes, it's pure golden boulders everywhere. We have to wear our helmets dropping everywhere. We need helmets. Uh, we still, <laughs> episode 500, we've talked about the helmets. We need we need to bring them here. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for today's guest. She's, yes. she's not like a regular. You know, she has a, how do you call it when like a DJ goes to the same club every single time? Residency. residency. She has residency <laughs> in content is profit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, with that said, let's uh, let's formally start the show. Or you, that's it? We yeah, no, that's it. it. That's okay. the intro. Welcome, yeah, welcome Carly. Carly. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> there we go. That's how we do things here. We move yeah, things forward. That's right. That's right. So, Carly, right before we uh, jump in here, first of all, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all the holidays to you, you know, and your family, your loved ones. But right before we started recording, you were sharing an update on your career life with HubSpot. Why don't you share with everybody? You know, we interrupted you. We're like, stop, don't say more anything else. We want to share with the world. Yeah. Why don't you share yeah. it on, on what real, real you're working quick, on? Before, for those that don't know Carly, Carly has been kind of like our main person with the network, with Husband Network, which has changed our lives and uh, the podcast progress and with their resources, their network, uh, everything in between. And, uh, you know, yeah. we, we're like, Carly, you need to come and, and share what's happening on the other side because every single person that is involved with the podcast and our podcast asks us questions like, how is it on that side? What are you guys doing? What are the trends? What's happening? So, uh, that's a quick background. But anyways, hi Carly, big update on your side, right? Yes, big update on my side. So we at the network have sort of two parts of the network. We have our uh sort of external partnerships where we work with folks like you two lovely people. And then we also have our own shows that are uh, produced internally at HubSpot. And I'm really excited to share with both of you and with your audience that I'm now actually going to be working on listener acquisition and audience growth for our HubSpot originals. So <laughs> just to give you a, a lowdown of what shows those are, of course, most people I think have heard of My First Million. We have Marketing Against the Grain, which features uh, our CMO. We have the Science of Scaling, which is a new uh, sales show that we have going. We have Another Bite, which is a hilarious Shark Tank rewatch show for any Shark Tank fans out there. <laughs> Definitely cool. recommend. Uh, and of course, we have the Hustle Daily Show. So really excited to just go all in this year on, you know, building an infrastructure, not only for 
our paid tactics, but of course, of course, for our owned and, and earned media strategies as well. So super excited. That's so yeah. cool. Well, congrats on that job. And for anybody listening, uh, go check out those shows. It's like business crack. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you start listening to those shows, you're going to be like, I want more. And then you'll implement and you're going to yeah. have a great success. And I mean, I think there's a huge <laughs> lesson in here as well, which is, you know, we've talked about this for a lot of time. A lot, wow. a lot of time. For a lot of time. Wow. I'm like, I, I haven't said many words today. So, you know, I'm warming up on my English right now. But, you know, Gary V actually mentioned this a long time. It's like every company is going to be in part two companies. You know, the yeah. business that they're in and then a media company. And now you see it in HubSpot, right? A huge, you know, billion dollar uh, company. Now they're developing their own original shows. And sure, they started by you know, creating their network and bringing creators in together. But now they see the value on creating their own thing. And I think that's, I mean, it's a message for the smaller companies as well. What are you doing to have the media side on your company? What are you doing to express your thought leadership within your business and connect with other people out there? Carly, that's an idea that we've obviously like continued to share with everybody, right? And, And for maybe a smaller creator or a smaller business owner, it can be overwhelming to be like, what? I'm, I'm like, I'm like barely making it here trying to build like my company. Are you telling me that I need like a media side? Can I just like go hire an agency? So why don't you talk? I mean, you're on the inside, right? To, to, in, in this amazing thing. And why, why should we be approaching as in 2024 as, hey, I need my internal media side. I need to control my message. Uh, can you share a little bit more of that strategic side? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we've all seen the LinkedIn posts. Every every company should be a media company. And I think it looks different for for everyone. But I think one of the most amazing parts is that of, of having sort of that media arm is that you're positioning the value of whether of your goods or services or, or whatever it may be in a unique way to the market that you wouldn't have a chance to sort of talk about or position in any other way. And so yeah. what I love is that while there's a, there's a definitely on the podcast side, a explosion of what we would think of or call like branded podcasts, but they're not just focusing on here's, you know, I'm a, a lawn care company here. Here's, here's the services that we do. Instead, they're taking different angles of saying like, here's the history of lawn care. Here's the history of lawnmowers. Like, why is this a thing, right? So taking different angles of positioning themselves in market, but also being more of like leaning more, I think, into the educational space and kind of co- co-branding, co even though it is a branded podcast, but kind of co-branding that content and tying the value of your business into it and using yeah. that as a way to gain customers. I think every every business hopefully has some kind of marketing going on, some kind of media going on. Um, and I think it's really important as search becomes more complicated uh, in the land of AI and Google changes and all of those things, it really is important to have sort of that media arm just to be able to expand and to have authority in the space. Yeah, absolutely. Two points. One, you cannot like read my notes, and we haven't shared. <laughs> I'm gonna say we haven't shared these. Are you hacking Fonzie's notion? I was gonna, I, I was literally gonna address today that one of the 
you know things that I see coming up here in this upcoming year is shows and series, not just posting, but higher entertainment value, which is kind of like what you were talking mm -hmm. about, right? Like, what is that angle that we're going to do? The other thing is we just had a client here at the studio that they were talking on how they're running this campaign for one of their clients, but it's difficult to get her to do a certain things. And also that a lot of that client's clients are coming through, you know, food when she mainly wants to sell them kind of like health and wellness services. And it reminded mm -hmm. me of, you know, give them what they want, sell them what they need. And I think that is in part the angle that you want to take with media, especially in 2024, right? What is a show? What is some sort of series that you can create, right? That is high on entertainment value, sure, high on education as well, but at the same time it's going to serve to pretty much feed that need of want that your client might, might have, right? It's like, all right, I want to be entertained and I want to learn a little bit about business. And then on the other side, then you're like, hey, and guess what? Now that you're learning about this and we know you are the right audience, we have this software on the back end, right? AKA HopSpot for you yeah. to build your own business. Or on our case, oh, you're listening to Contest Profit, you're having a blast, you're learning about all the, these strategies. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. If you are in need of a team to, you know, produce this stuff for you, we're here for yeah. you. I, so I think that's definitely the way we're, uh, things are going to go in 2024. More shows, more series-based content. I've seen a, a trend, Carly, right? Like with, uh, you know, you see like micro content, for example, right? And then uh, you have these creators that create mainly entertaining side of things. And then you see the company kind of partnering with them. Be like, hey, you guys have creative freedom, uh, you know, either 10% creative freedom or 100% creative freedom, right? And there's something in between. And then they collaborate, right? And then it evolves mm -hmm. into, hey, can we recruit, you know, our, you know, chief creator officer type of deal where we can, you know, start that arm. I've seen that a lot with like short form, right? Uh, because maybe they're tidbits, right? People that go into like specifically vertical content, but that mm. trend is moving faster to long form, right? And maybe, right, it hasn't moved that fast before because maybe it was a little bit more of an investment when it comes to developing these these properties, right? Like mm. we, had a, we had a conversation with somebody that's pitching a, a, a show to Amazon, To, to go and film this like soccer environment with fans and different things. And one of the things that mm. we're going to be helping them do is can we create a, a sister or brother like podcast show that goes with that as part of like the value add to it. So if these companies now develop these arms, their media side, they can also explore partnership with somebody else by adding value with their media arm, right? Which is a lot of, you know, Gary Vee is doing it, what you guys are doing with Hotspot. Yeah. So I think it's super interesting, that trend. And uh, the trend within the content, you see a lot of like, what's the closest to what we know, which is like the education of like, or explaining the service, for example. But now it's evolving to like, how can we do entertaining entertainment with the value that we add? And I think that's a very interesting challenge for different companies and it will look very different to every single person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the 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 word of the, of the year <laughs> for creators <laughs> or for the creator economy is definitely like edutainment, which is like mm -hmm. the perfect mix of like educational content that's like very yeah. entertaining. It's yeah. not leaning so hard one way or so hard the other way. It's kind of you're hitting uh you're hitting both of those sides and you know, that's 
that's kind of the content that we've seen last year and sort of starting into this year that's getting the most traction and is having the most growth. And I think that's really going to be the future. I think there are definitely some segments of the industry that are purely becoming the reality TV of podcasting and those will always be on the entertainment side and they serve a very specific purpose. And like personally, I of course like do listen to some of that content, but I'm not going to that content to learn. Like I'm going to giggle and like learn about whatever's going on in real housewives. Right. And so there's a very specific place and audience for that. But I think when we think about, you know, sort of the the business space, it's not enough just to have someone on to share their story and then that to be it, right? Because the way that the industry has grown, there's so much of that content. And so folks that are having great success in differentiating themselves are really leaning more into that educational um, or edutainment uh, yeah. sort of sphere of, of content and are going full steam ahead on that. Yeah. The Venezuelan is rubbing off of you. I can tell, you know, <laughs> messing up some English words in there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Carly, I'm, I'm curious. All right. You're in this new role in this new kind of like arm that HubSpot has. And I think you mentioned being in the group growth marketing part of it. I'm curious, what are some of the initiatives that you guys are doing in there? Definitely somebody that is trying to grow a podcast. I think there's, you know, probably parallels that we can learn that we can potentially implement as well. So what are some of the things that you guys are trying out? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we're still having our paid is still definitely a part of the mix. And that looks different depending on sort of what shows we have. But I think we're also a really big focus of mine is developing a really strong earned strategy. And I think one of the strongest pillars of that because many of our shows um, feature guests is figuring out how to facilitate more one-on-one partnerships with people that come on our shows, right? And so when we think about pitching guests, we say, we go to someone and we say, you know, we would love to have you on our show. Here's our media kit. Like here, here is our direct value proposition. Here is what you will get for being a guest on our show. How can we make this a partnership so that we can work together to amplify this content? I think one of the biggest challenges that people have with shows that have guests is you have a guest come on. They're great. It's a great episode. You do all of this promotion you're sharing on socials. Maybe you put some paid behind it and then you get crickets on the other end. The person never shares the episode. You have this amazing guest and it's like, we're now at a point where, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time where it's not enough just to have Seth Godin on your show when Seth Godin has been on a thousand other shows, right? (laughs) You have to think about it more as a holistic partnership of here's what we're bringing to the table. Here's the opportunity. What are you going to bring to the table to make sure that, you know, there's value an, an equal value exchange from one, from the guest to the show. Right. And so figuring out what that looks like. And I think there's no one size fits all answer for some people. It's, taking the episode that we've recorded on our show and maybe doing a feed drop and dropping that in the other person's feed. Maybe Mm. it's doing like collaborating on social content and sharing that. It could be a one-to-one guest swap where we have you on and they have you and you know, they host us. So thinking about ways to make it as easy as possible where there's more of an equal value share, I think is a really big priority for us. And then of course, also just diving deeper into leveraging, of course, HubSpot's channels, we have really massive reach and, yeah. you know, figuring out how to best 
capitalize on that for growth and really leaning into the audiences that we have on individual platforms and using that as an engine to grow the audiences that we have in our developing, you know, on, on the audio side, we're also, uh, HubSpot as a company is very bullish on YouTube and we have a YouTube network and we're now um, sort of following the suit of many others, you two included, of, you know, doing (laughs) and developing a video strategy for our podcast. So that's definitely a really big priority for us too. But what's really exciting is that on this side, you know, I get to work with the editorial teams. I get to work with the production teams. It's like the way that we work together is... um, a partner of ours said it's like passing the baton and so it's a very collaborative process in terms of how we think about growth and how we capitalize on trends and use that um we just on the hustle daily show uh we're experimenting uh, more on the youtube side and we just shared a story about stanley cups which of course have like been more or less viral for the last year but just yeah, had yeah. this massive uh part in the news about you know people fighting over Stanley Cups in Target for their Starbucks collab. So trying really hard to find a balance between how much do we want our content to be based on what's going on right now and how much how much we want it to be evergreen and more long form and figuring out like a good mix of keeping audiences interested in stories that we're telling of all of all kinds right and kind of being able to thread the needle and keep people engaged yeah wow what an answer there's a lot to break down in here absolutely (laughs) love it i think one that uh obviously for the people that are trying to grow a podcast that might be the most interesting one is definitely that one-on-one partnership. And I love how you express that right? when you reach out, hey, here is our value proposition. How can we work together to amplify the effect of this? I think there's a mindset, and I, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm a believer of this, actually, that it's like give, 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 right? Just And especially, I think, in marketing, uh, in the direct response marketing world, that has been made very popular. It's like, just give all everything for free, you know, <laughs> publish here, publish there. And then eventually, like, you know, people are going to get interested and they're going to come in, whatever. So I think that mindset has dripped a little bit into the podcasting world in, in the terms of have a guest, you know, you're giving them by having them on your platform, by promoting and all that. So it's like, look, the fact that you already have them on your platform pretty much allows you, gives you permission to ask as well for their help. It's on their best interest to promote this podcast episode. So why don't you try to reach a partnership? I think that right there, that moment of people transitioning from like, I'm just going to have this guest to I'm going to have a partner that I'm going to record an episode with. I think that transition is a little bit tough for people. I'm not sure if it's, you know, fear of rejection or what, but you coming in with a proposal of like, hey, look, we're going to record this episode and then we're going to produce a high quality trailer for the show that is going to highlight you. You know, it's going to have X amount of hooks to get people interested. All we're asking for is for you to post it on social media. You know, if, you know, can we run ads on your profile as well. We'll fund the ads. You don't have to pay anything, but will can we run them from your account? I think those are that's a very important conversation. Very low risk and very low cost effective, you know, marketing growth campaign that people can start doing literally on their next interview. I think it's hard to it requires so 
you have you, it requires so much legwork number one you have to have like assets ready yep. you have to have copy ready like uh, if, if you're the person that's in that is inviting someone on you really are sort of in the driver's seat in setting expectations in that experience so you need to do as much as possible to make it as easy as possible for them to partner with you right you yeah, have to have yeah. that copy ready you have to have the assets ready you have to say here's one we're going to post. Can we collaborate with your account and both post it like these types of things, right? It's, it takes a lot more of an infrastructure that you have to set up and a lot more back and forth and those types of things. And so I think many people don't have the the bandwidth or the ability to set sure. it up that way. And then because they're not expect, they're not setting those expectations and they're not making it easy. Then when the guest doesn't share, it's like, well, why didn't they share? And so yeah. there's a little bit of responsibility, I think, that falls onto that party, right? 100%. But I also think uh, setting expectations is really important. And I think a mm -hmm. lot of people are afraid of being hard on boundaries of if you come on the show, like we have an expectation that you will partner with us to do one of these list items, right? And they're worried that people will say no because of that and sure some people will say no but based on people that i know that do this either in the network or other folks that i know like there's actually a very small percentage of yeah. people that say no and when you think about it it's like would i even want to have that person on if they don't even want to share this amazing interview that we're that i'm that i'm doing them with them well. on their behalf right yeah. yeah and if they don't want to share it's like is that even a, a valuable person or someone that you would want to have yeah. on and, yeah. and, and do that. So I think that's a part so, of it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is super, this is amazing. Uh, and I would love to remove some of the friction too, right? Because like, like you mentioned, there's some technical things, right? For example, yeah. like running the ads in somebody else's account or like running ads specifically for podcasts, sharing the ad budget, for example, right? Like these are very technical things that maybe not everybody has access to, but you know, we've talked about uh, collaborating within the same platform. You know, a, a podcast listener is a podcast listener. A YouTube consumer, it is a YouTube consumer. So I think like that could be step number one for a lot of people that might not have the technical aspect of like, hey, can we run ads? Or hey, can we create mm -hmm. micro content, right? Out of this episode, it might be a time constraint. It might be a team constraint, who knows? But it, think about the, and I'm talking to the people that might not have those resources right now. It's like, think about like, what are the ways that we can collaborate within the same platform? Or if you have mm -hmm. access to like a social media uh, account with us, Instagram or TikTok. I remember there was a stage in, in our show that we decided to do, uh, we call them content bites. And it was like a mini interview uh, inside of Instagram live. And we would just go mm -hmm. and collaborate inside of Instagram. Their audience was exposed to it. Our audience was exposed to them. And then we would do the show and then we'll cross promote, right? So what are the elements that you already have in place, right? If you're listening to this, whether that's yeah. on YouTube, whether that's on uh, audio podcast, whatever platform you're in, that you can then present to that person. Be like, hey, by the way, these are my channels. Like you said, your value proposition. And uh, this is the things that have been proven to be very successful with our yeah. platforms can we do something together there and I, and I think bringing it back down because I see how it can be very exciting to look at the future and be like hey we have these all these massive possibilities in the future but we don't have those now and then be very discouraged to no go do the ask because we don't have those things ready I promise you and I'm talking mm -hmm. to to you listening to you watching you have a massive value today if you look at the things that you are already doing I'm sure you might be sending a weekly email I'm sure you might be uh, recording multiple things or a summary or like what are what are some creative ways that you with the pieces that you have in place today 
can collaborate. And I yeah. think that's key to taking action. Yeah, I'm going to add it. Actually, I just wrote down a little list as my brother was going in his little rant right here, right? <laughs> I wrote down a little list of things that you can potentially do. And I'm going to lead with saying, you know, you were talking about expectations. I, when I talk to my girlfriend, we've kind of like agreed on expectations are uncommunicated commitments. So have a conversation pre-recording where you set out those boundaries and those commitments, right? You say, all right, this mm -hmm. is what we're going to do once the episode is ready. And here's a list of those things that you can potentially do. One, drop an episode in their feed. You mentioned that one. That is a low friction. You're literally producing the episode and then you're just sending it to them and they drop it on their feed. Fun story. We actually had somebody that is in the lawn care industry. Fun fact that you mentioned that, right? He has a <laughs> huge following. Like he has so many sponsors, very, very successful podcast. And he literally just grab our episode and post it on his feed. We didn't ask him to. That's <laughs> yeah. the funny thing. We didn't ask him to or anything. <laughs> One day I started getting some followers. And I was like, why are all these like people in the lawn industry following me, right? <laughs> and then I see a story that the guy posted the episode. And I was like, wow, that is really cool. I wish I would have come up with that idea because I would have sent him the fully produced episode because he ended up mm -hmm. actually posting like the, the full recording. So like the super raw, like the pre-conversation that we have before <laughs> the episode, the post-conversation. So it was kind of funny. Another thing on the list here, number two, produce and share a trailer. Again, this one requires a little mm -hmm. bit more resources, but if you have a team, guess what? You can do those. Produce and share clips as well. You can. We used to do this at the very beginning of the podcast to build a lot of goodwill. But again, I think it's very mm -hmm. important to not just produce the clips and send it to them with the expectation of them publishing it. It's important for you to commit. Have a conversation pre-recording and tell them, hey, we're going to send you these clips after, you know, are you open to sharing this, right? The day that this drops and then get the yes from them. Number three, if you have writers on your team, if they prefer writing content like a LinkedIn post, for, ex for example, you can tell them, hey, we'll write a promo post that then you, we can share it and you just, you know, kind of like change the hook in there. That takes a little bit of resources as well. My brother just mentioned email campaign mentions. If they already have a newsletter, takes nothing mm -hmm. for them to just say, by the way, I just recorded an episode in Content is Profit. Go check it out. Here's the link takes very minimal effort. Also, they could do a call out on their next episode on their podcast, right? They can just say, hey guys, welcome yep. to X, Y, and C. By the way, go and check out my previous my episode that I did with Content is Profit, right? So you're kind of getting a little bit of a call out in there. And last but not least, live content. Live content is absolutely amazing. It's actually one of the things that I put here on my 2024 kind of like upcoming things, which is live content, I think is going to be huge with the rise of AI. Mm -hmm. People want to be... People want to know they're talking to the real person. And I think promotional live content is going to be great. You can agree before the episode on like, hey, look, this episode is going to drop in two weeks. The day it drops, let's jump on a little live content, right? And when you go live, it shares on their, on their profile. You share on your profile. You share on everybody's profile. And you get more reach. So that's a little list. If you want it, Just send us a message, say, give me the list, and we'll we'll share all these ones with thank, you. Thank you for repeating what we just said <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. I put it down in a, <laughs> I, I put it down in a nice, clean list. Look at that. Look at that. 
People will appreciate it, okay? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I did. Prime um, entertainment right here, roasting included. <laughs> I was trying to find where you had the notes. I was like, where's she writing these? And uh, you just had them up in the in the cheat sheet. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Carly, what are, what are, obviously, you know, we talked obviously a lot about the platforms and collaborations. I can't wait to see what you guys do with, with your shows. We're obviously big fans of, of, the, of them and uh, we get so much value every single day. Um, what are some of the things that you guys might be working on or some trends that you guys are looking into, especially with this new year, right? It feels like in January, every single person, uh, um, our phones have been like ringing nonstop. We're like, we want to set up a studio. We want to start recording. Like, when can we get in? And we're like, oh boy, like next week we have a full week event and we're actually closing the studio for going. We're like, no, worst time. But it's like, everybody's is jumping in this wagon, right? And uh, so that's obviously exciting. And uh, I, w- I want to make sure that everybody... Builds their systems to stay consistent. What are some things that you have seen in the industry or that you guys will try out this new year? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think going back to what I shared earlier, going really hard on earned media, I think the paid space has changed so much since, mm-hmm. you know, sort of the emergence of, of paid uh, in the industry a couple of years ago. What I will say about consistency is editorially when we think about consistency i think people are tend to be like very ambitious and so they're starting a show and they'll go i want to go five days a week and then they (laughs) go five days a week and they go oh actually this is not possible for what i have going on right now and so i think being being really honest with yourself of like listing out like okay what what are my goals? What do I want to accomplish this year? And then looking at that list through the lens of what do I have the time for? What do I have the resources for? And what do I have the energy for? And then prioritizing those. And that mean, that might mean that a lot of those things on the list, you're not going to be able to get to this year or next year, or maybe until the few, you know, further down into the future, but really being honest with yourself about what what is achievable? What can you do? And just doubling down on that. I think when we think about the growth stage, podcasting is really hard because it's a lot more of a slow burn (laughs) than it is maybe on YouTube or on TikTok or on other places where the algorithm is so just crazy in the way that it works. And you can't see those massive ups and downs like you can on a YouTube channel, right? And so the biggest thing is being super consistent and figuring out what works for you. At HubSpot, we spend a lot of time experimenting and doing trials and doing A-B testing. And this is definitely something that we have leaned really heavily into in terms of the original shows because we have launched so many of the shows very recently. And so uh, while we, of course, want them to have explosive growth, we also are very closely tracking on the back end and are trying always to understand how is the audience that we want to reach different than the audience that we're reaching and what does that mean for growth so I think having more of a data informed decision making based on what you're actually seeing is super super important so that's kind of where we are and I think as the shows continue to grow thinking about how to expand the audience what levers can we pull right whether that's a mix of paid and earned and owned and all of those things but also realizing like this is the capacity of our host this is the capacity we have editorially like Mm. this is how comfortable 
we are like straying away and testing and just sort of building a, a strategy, yeah. kind of a top down strategy in, in that way. We talked about this on the last episode, but I think having a cross channel marketing strategy is really important. Cross channel doesn't necessarily mean all channels. So we don't have social accounts for all of our original shows. And that's a very intentional choice because we know where our audiences are and want to build there. But we know that there might not be like a newsletter or an audience on our newsletters that's going to be a good fit for this content. And so we're not going to share that content there and just trying really hard to be super intentional about that. So I think the overall arching theme is being intentional. Yeah. By the way, uh, super plug. We do have a training called the publishing pyramid. So if you want it, it's completely free. Just send us a DM. It actually helps you measure what Carly was just saying. And uh, this was no plan at all. Like this is basically from experience that we've done it. So, you know, measure your capacity, your message, your resources. Yeah. And it's going to give you a clue. Carly, uh, hide the the script. Hide the script. (laughs) Hide the script. (laughs) Uh, But it's super important because that's exactly what we experienced as creators when we first started. And we got burned out real fast. And then we finally found uh, a platform and a cadence that we could follow, right? For us, you know, it came in a time where, uh, you know, we lost all the business and we we're like, let's do it three times a week, right? Yep. We yep. still record three to times, three to two times a week, and but it has become a little more challenging to be consistent with three times a week. So now we're like remeasuring, like what, how can we readapt? What other type of content can we create to keep consistency? And, and that's an interesting game, right? I, I feel also we talked a lot about the need of the creator of you will, you need to enjoy also the process, right, of creating, of looking at this data or figure out, you know, what your audience wants and providing with those wins and, and be a service because if you don't enjoy it, what's the point? Like you're not yeah. going to be able to, to create something that other people are going to find receptive or you're not going to be able to help them out. So I highly recommend if it's not you and your company, find somebody that is, that way you guys can tackle this together. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This has been absolutely amazing. Carly, we're getting close to the end here, but I'm curious, what is your prediction for 2024 what are you seeing that is going to i don't know take off right i i share with you mine is the shows and series i think that's going to be high entertainment value that's going to be huge and the live content Mm -hmm. i'm curious where are you seeing things going for this year yes absolutely so On more of the creator side, I think that LinkedIn is going to continue to chart the path of becoming a platform for influencer marketing. Mm. Uh, I think this might be specifically maybe more in the B2B space, but we are seeing a larger uptick in creators having a very strong presence on LinkedIn and brands really wanting to do sponsored content there. Uh, And so I think this is going to be the year of like B2B influencer marketing on LinkedIn. And I'm curious to see how the platform will change and maybe move a little bit more towards sort of finding a way to facilitate sort of direct like brand to person relationships through the platform. So that's kind of more on the creator side. And on the podcasting side, I really think that it's like the new age of specialized and niche creators. That's Mm -hmm. kind of been happening for a little while, but we're seeing such an explosive growth in the size of overall podcast listeners. And because there's so many people out there in the sea of listeners, you can 
still become extremely successful because those niches just have so many people and there's so much potential. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to, to Jay Klaus, who is an amazing niche creator who has had mm -hmm. so much success in the growth of his show and of his YouTube channel by having a clear value to his audience and speaking directly to a target and, you know, maybe is seen that could be seen, you know, I think just the age of more of the generalist is over. And I think we're seeing that also more on like the influencer side um, yeah. with brands like wanting to work with, you know, niche creators for UGC or for brand partnerships because the engagement is so much more. And so I think the, the age of thinking of creators only as the biggest people at the top of the pyramid is really over. And now I think there's going to be a lot more focus on, mm yeah people more in the niche space and more more micro creators in the future i love it yeah i'm writing here thinking as creators of the top of the pyramid is over that is right guys <laughs> we are coming for you i love it i love those two predictions the linkedin b2b influencer marketing and in podcasting specialized a niche down podcast which actually goes hand in hand with uh, what we talked with jeremy ends before the end of the year right we went over his <laughs> whole research and he was talking how actually the best performing the, the the podcasts that see the most growth are those that are being very special the ones that have an angle and it actually make yep. made us consider and start talking about all right how do we maybe focus a little bit content is profit uh content because we've done a lot of interviews and we do dive a little bit on the story right it's a little bit has a little bit of everything to satisfy everybody right but we want to be probably a little bit more niche down with content is profit yeah. i think with the name mm -hmm. we can really tackle kind of what we talk about today right what are those growth strategies that are actually going to drive profit into your business or growth for you know the media effort that you're putting out there so that, I, I love those. And you did mention UGC a few times. And every single time that you mentioned it, this top up in my head. So I'm going to share it for anybody who wants okay. it. I was like, I've never seen UGC generated content for podcasters. Like, I haven't seen a podcaster actually being promoted, you know, in somebody else's Instagram as a, life, a, a day in the life of, right? For example... Let's say it's a software engineer that has some sort of micro following and you tell him, hey, look, why don't we do, so, do some UGC kind of like ad for my podcast? And then he can create a video saying a day in the life of a software engineer. You know, I wake up at six in the morning, play my podcast, content is profit. You know, you got to stay on top of how to grow your social media. And then he just goes, right? And it looks super good. I was yeah. like, huh, I wonder if that could actually work so you know i'm putting the thought out there for anybody that wants to execute it not sure if we will uh but if you do execute on this idea let us know i would love to hear let about the let, results let me be clear we're not executing not because it's not a good idea because it is a great idea that's right but that's right. It's more on the capacity because we went through our publishing pyramid training and <laughs> we're very clear on our capacity right now it's on the list of things yep. that we want to try so yep. you uh, gotta you gotta learn how to say no <laughs> you gotta learn how to say no so well, i'm putting it out in the universe well, maybe what I'll propose to you is next time I come on for my residency, I can film a little day in the life or behind the scenes of being a guest on Content is Profit. We can push that out there and then we can Absolutely. see see what we're working with here. Heck yeah, I love <laughs> it. It's going to be a great, uh, a great footage of your cell phone receiving text from maybe like, Carly, I'm five minutes late. Carly, <laughs> I'm two minutes behind. Carly, uh, I got, yeah. I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we should totally do that. I think that'll be absolutely 
absolutely amazing. <laughs> you see, another thing to another thing to add to the list of partnerships: record a day in the in the life of you know the day that you are going to be a guest on the podcast. Nice. The, the jitters. It's a great, great incentive. Great the, way to get people excited about being guests when they see the, the right. what the behind the, the scenes looks like. Yeah, exactly. The preparation. <laughs> yeah, the, right. The How mental. do I feel my anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> the, the day of some people will be like, oh, crap, I forgot that I have this podcast. Let me log on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait to uh, see right. and hear some results about this. But Carly, thank you so much. This has been absolutely amazing. Anything else you want to add before we head out? I don't think so. You crushed it as That's always. It, crushed it. Uh, we're going to miss you at PodFest next week, probably when this episode comes I out. The, the event already passed. But uh, yeah, thank you, Carly, again for coming in and dropping some golden boulders. Yeah. We'll see you on your next uh, yeah. residency event. <laughs> I don't I don't even it know if it's called good. like that. I'm just making that up. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, with that said, thank you so much for tuning to the Carthus Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at BeastBrosCo. That is Ranip Carly here. Help you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review. And if you want, just make some UGC generated content for us, you know. You know, you know what I mean? All right, see you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bye guys.